This edition of 100 Not Out is proudly brought to you by our 2018 longevity experience to the Greek island of Ikaria. Known as the island where people forget to die, Ikarians experience 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, and 20% less heart disease, and live longer than anyone else on the planet. To find out why this is and experience Ikaria for yourself, come join myself, Damien Christoph, and an intimate group of like-minded souls for an all-inclusive 9-night, 10-day life-changing immersion. Watch the highlights video, get all of your info, and apply on over at 100notout.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce and it gives me great pleasure as always to welcome the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the legend himself, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Well, hello, Piercy. Great to be with you again on another call, another exciting call. Off to New Zealand and one more time. I know you love, love this. It. We are heading over to Auckland, in fact, to speak with a man I know you have a lot of love for. Barry Rushton is a sensational example of what the 100 Not Out message is all about. Barry has been a chiropractor for over 30 years, been a great mentor to Damo, and is the principal chiropractor in Onawa Road, Rushton Chiropractic or Onawa Chiropractic in Auckland. Barry hasn't always been a chiropractor, though, and with a colourful background, which I have uncovered, Damo, we are going to explore <laughs> this and more on this episode. It is a very warm 100 Not Out welcome to the great Barry Rushton. Welcome, Barry. Thank you very much, you guys. Thank you very much. It's really, really good. Just a little correction, if I can, an actual fact. I graduated in 1978 in um, in Spartanburg, oh. South Carolina. So really, next year, I'll be touching the 40 years in practice. Can you 40? believe that? How's that? Wow. 40. I can't believe it. I'm only 36 years of age, BJ. <laughs> BJ doesn't even look 40. You've got to see the man. Amazing. I started covering school when I was six. <laughs> I love this. Hey, I'm looking forward, looking forward to coming to to uh, to uh, Greece next year. Can't wait to be frank. Looking forward to it. We both are. Karen and I are just excited as anything. I was going to reveal a little bit later that uh, BJ and his beautiful wife Karen are joining us in Ikaria, which Damo, very excited about because Damo, you were mentored, learnt a lot um, in your time, your four and a half years on New Zealand, but how good is it going to be to have Barry and Karen over with us on the island where people forget to die? Yeah, oh, it's so exciting. It's uh, seriously, I jumped up and up and down with joy, a uh, bit of glee. I had my hands in the air. Uh, I was very, very excited. I mean, BJ has had a profound uh, influence on the world of chiropractic, and and most chiropractors who who are familiar with New Zealand chiropractic. Um, college, the New Zealand College of Chiropractic, know who BJ is and his influence over there and, and what he's actually done. So personally, I've had a lot to do with BJ through that. But one of my best mates, Harley, is uh, BJ's oldest son from his second marriage, you know, uh, with, with Barry um, having had a few other children uh, in his mm-hmm. life and in meeting the beautiful, most beautiful Karen and then and creating a very handsome young man, Harley. He's been my great mate for a long time. But I can't wait to share more time with with you guys in your career because you guys seem to do life so well, Barry. Like you guys just do life so unbelievably well. Why do you think you do life so well? 
Well, I, I think it, it always comes down, and thank you for those lovely comments, mate. That's really, very kind. And uh, I know that you and Harley were great mates uh, going through school, and I was privileged to, to be a part of the start of the school and to be in the classes and sort of hopefully show you a few directions. I think it really does come down, and I know this is true, to staying true to the principle. Now, not only staying true to a principle, but also having an ideal greater than yourself. That's, mm. the, that's the trick in life, I believe. And I have been fortunate, I think, uh, myself, I can only speak for myself, that I've only really ever done two things. I joined a rock and roll band when I was in my final year at uh, high school, and then we turned immediately and went professional. And the band was reasonably okay. And so when I came <laughs> back uh, to New Zealand, I was lucky to, to buy a house in Palmerston North, and a chiropractor bought a house next door to me about six months later. And I used to go jogging with him and his mate, uh, who was also another chiropractor, two great principal people. One of them still practicing and still alive. Um, the other one's passed away. That's Les Whitehead, Dr. Les Whitehead oh, from Palmerston North. Wow, wonderful, wow. wonderful bloke. And they used yeah. to talk to me about the philosophy, about life is inside out, not outside in. And, you know, and I thought, no, I'm not the smartest guy in town, but this makes sense to me. You know? And mm. so consequently, because I was married previously um, to Vicky, lovely lady with two children to her, I thought, Gosh, I get a, I better get start to get a real job, you know. So that's when I <laughs> left the band and, and finally went to chiropractic college in the states, played in bands over there, and came back and bang. From then, it's been just fabulous, you know. But this is what I I, I think is fascinating. I mean, there are so many parts to your life, Barry, that I think are absolutely phenomenal. But don't you think it's just incredible that your next door neighbour was a chiropractor? You both liked to run. You'd followed your your heart. Um, earlier by playing music um, and then you'd started running together and that is the vehicle or the catalyst that enamored you to chiropractic. I mean, I just think as a story, it's a remarkable, it's, it's, you'd had no upbringing in chiropractic. It wasn't as if you knew what they were all about when you, you know, were living next to one. And if you, if you bought the house um, two or three doors down, you may never have gone into the path that you're on. Well, I guess there's, there's always those fatalistic aspects, the whole thing. You know, I, I do know that, uh, that life does make a path, you know, if you sort of semi-know where you're going. You know, it's like uh, a lot of people will say, you know, what happened? should I go and study somewhere? Should I do this? Should I do that? If you wait for every light to be green, you'd never actually leave your house to go to the town. You know? <laughs> and, 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 and that's the thing. And so once you actually trip over something that absolutely makes sense, and, and I, I was fortunate to do such, as you say, two or three houses up the road or two or three houses down, the, the whole thing may have changed. But I still think it always comes down to an attitude. If, if I hadn't have found chiropractic, I'm sure hopefully I would have found something. Um, but I was so blessed to find this chiropractic thing because, as I said, it's an ideal that's worth having that's far greater than, than yourself. It just makes a great deal of sense that people should function great with a good nerve supply. End of story. You're not, you're not treating back pain. You're not trying to get rid of someone's eczema or asthma. You're just allowing them to function as best they can, and that's the thing that I love. Um, BJ, I just want to ask you a follow-up here. You clearly love what you do. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's plain for everyone to, to hear um, on this podcast. Have you always been that way inclined? I mean, you seem to be someone that just you follow what your heart's desire is. If you love to play music, you love to play music. If you love to paint, you probably would have painted. If you love to build houses, you would have built houses. If something brings you joy, you seem to follow that inclination. Do you, one, is that true? And two, where do you think that came from? I think that is partially true, if not almost entirely true. I mean, as time goes on, you do listen to people and they say statements that you think, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, people are a bit like Zig Ziglar who would say that 
uh, 80, everything in life is 85% attitude and 15% aptitude that will always determine the altitude. I mean, that, that to me makes sense. It may be 80, 20, 20 it may be 75, 25, but the bulk of it is the attitude. And even when I joined the band, I, I, I always love music because you're either going to tap away or you're not. And I heard this band playing in that in my final year of high school, and I just happened to be going with actually Vicky at the time, which is my first wife, and her sister was actually going with the lead singer of the band, and I happened to be around the house, their house at the same time one time, and I said, I really loved your band, and look, if your drummer's ever leaving, I want to join. Now, of course, I've never been in a band and nothing. And he said, funny thing is, our drummer is leaving. You know, why don't you come and audition? I was like, and, I didn't, and I didn't have any drums. I, I never had any drums. So I had to go and borrow some drums, go down to the practice hall, and, and somehow... I got the job. Was it was it aptitude? Probably not, but I'm sure there was a bit of attitude that got me it. You know. Well, for all of our listeners, for all of our listeners that are going, what was the band? What was the band? Go on to YouTube <laughs> and punch in the calculated risk. Am I am I spot on here? K A L Q L A T E D risk calculated risk. That's I might it. make a note here to put yeah. a video of you guys doing Angelina. <laughs> just had a lazy eleven thousand uh, YouTube views. Uh, just to uh, oh, just to me. listen to me. a bit a long time ago, a long time BJ ago. Rushton yes. in action. But whilst we're on the whilst we're on the topic of music, we've got to really put this put this on the headline. You were in yes. a band with Richard Wilkins. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. Richard and I have been good mates for a long, long, long time. Um, in actual fact, what happened is that when I was leaving the band, this is the, the calculated risk band to sort of, you know, be responsible, um, we were, they were auditioning drummers, and I think Richard came along, and so I had an instant dislike to him, of course. You know, anybody <laughs> who's going to replace me, I'm immediately disliked him. <laughs> but, but as it turned out, when I came back from, uh, from England after coming back, I saw Richard, and that's when I band, bounced into some other mates who were in bands at the same time, one called The Rumour, a guy called Jared Smith and Shade Smith from The Rumour, and they'd just written a song with, for Richard. And Richard had started playing a band, and he was the drummer for, the, for his band, and when he knew I was back in Auckland, uh, he, we, we touched base, and he said, look, I always want to be lead singer. How about you come and play drums in, in my band? And I said, fine. And so it's from that moment forward, we became mates and have been mates for well, forever now, you know. Uh, it's great. I remember actually, um, I remember Harley dropping that one day, and I was like, "What? Your, friend, your dad's friends with Richard Wilkins?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know him really well." And it was it was quite a, a shock to me because you know Richard seems to be uh, untouchable in Australia. No one gets to ever meet him and ever see him, and all of a sudden he's hanging out with BJ. And of course that that opened my eyes to how famous you actually are, BJ. Everyone wants to be. Oh uh, well, thank you very much, but it's not quite that not quite that salubrious, I can tell you. But <laughs> but it's certainly Richard has done extremely well over there, and he's a hard worker. He's a generous guy. He always has been. I think he's got the order of um, Australia for, for philanthropic things that he's done. He's a yeah. bloody good bloke, Richard. He may he may make the the press, but you know what the press is like. You know, if any got a, if any got yes. fake news is out there all the <laughs> oh, time. But that's, but some of it's true. But yes. A lot of it's you know. I think the key is though. Your your one liner at the beginning in quoting Zig Ziglar, I think is is a is so so true in talking about your own life. But even even in your great mate Richard Wilkins, attitude aptitude determines altitude, um, and it's That's and right. it's largely attitude. I mean, like you said, I don't think anyone ever sees this, particularly when we look at people say on TV. We forget how much hard work they're doing behind the scenes, 
and Damn, and as you said, you were you knew Richard when probably you know he wasn't famous, so to speak. And there's a lot of practice, and there's a lot of um uh you know nights uh, practicing after work, and just just making it work, and having that resilience and determination. And I think that's where a lot of people in this day and age forget that behind what they see on success is. Damo and I often talk about, you know, most people are a twenty an overnight success twenty years in the making. No one ever sees the twenty years in the making though. That's exactly true. And the, and the same for Richard. Richard went went to Australia with his band and, 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 and did some wonderful things, played on some wonderful tours. But I think even back in his heart he thought, Well, hold on, this something this may come to an end at some stage and I and I I can't speak for him with regards to the steps he took, but he definitely got himself into radio and then from radio he was personable enough looking-wise anyway, to head the MTV, I think, in Australia initially. And that started his television sort of career. And from there, now, now he's been an absolute stalwart in Channel 9, you know, on the entertainment side of the Today Show. So he's he's well-known there, and he does a lot of you know, a lot of work, for, for, um, as I say, for charities and stuff, and MCs a lot of things. So he's And he works hard. I mean, honestly, he's up at, you know, crack of dawn, and then he's got to do all the bits and pieces. I mean, he has a lovely life, and he meets a lot of great people, but... But a lot of the people he meets in interviews, he's so they become friends because he's got such a nice nature about him, you know. So like, you, BJ, like you, BJ. Like you. Let's, let's move on from Richard. Richard. <laughs> let's, let's get rid of Richard. <laughs> <laughs> to hell with Richard Wilkins, the bugger. Get lost, Richard. Now, BJ, you're 66. <laughs> you look 46. You started chiropractic <laughs> at the age of six, and um, you've been in there for pretty much 40 years. Um, both you and Karen, um, just beautiful human beings. I love you guys to bits. And I, and I am obviously, I said before, I'm very excited that you're joining us in your career next year. What are the things that you guys do from a rituals perspective, you know, through the day that keep you guys so vital so well? You've raised a lot of children. You've done an amazing job of raising such incredible children. They're all beautiful kids, well, now adults. And what, what are the things that you guys have done always to make sure that your household are fabulous um, and, and everyone's, you know, nice and well and healthy? What do you do? I think probably, if I, without sounding a bit sort of gushy and silly about it, I think the the greatest thing that kids ever want to see is mum and dad loving each other. And I, I don't mean that necessarily in front of them, but I'm talking about everything you, everything you do. The, it's the cuddles and the that. kisses. And the, I'm still, <laughs> and well, the, I saw you guys the, you know, always in yeah. <laughs> and Karen, when we first uh, got together, we uh, I met Karen um, up in up in Oriwa. Anyway, and so we set up a practice down in, in New Plymouth. This is well back in the about eighty one, eighty two, and it was a large practice. And Karen was always involved. She was always there at the desk, and we had other people. And since then, when we've come to here to New Zealand uh, to this location now, we've been here thirty years. It's only really been Karen and I in the whole practice, and so consequently, we're here. And we're just around each other all the time, and um, you know, it's just. I mean, she's she's so beautiful, and the, and the and the patients come to see her more than they come to see me. <laughs> she's the best, you know. Anyway, I think it's just because we 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 just. I mean, I think she's so fabulous, you know. So you reckon it's because of Karen? It's Karen that's got you guys through. Like it's it, it be. You're saying that uh, if it wasn't for Karen, it, it would all be everything would go to the shit. Is that what you're saying, BJ? <laughs> Uh, no, because I'm not a bad bloke myself, to be frank. Yeah, you know? um, and, and in that sense, um, yes. it's, it's just that the combination, you know, the combination is, yes. is definitely greater than the sum of, you know, the sum of the parts. Is it's more than that, and we just mm-hmm. seem to get one well. We 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 never argue. We uh, that sounds like you know, it's totally really idyllic, but it's um, 
it's just great. It's great being around her. The kids are always involved, even here in Auckland now. We generally have a, um, if we best we can, a Sunday dinner where most of the kids will come along. Harley, being an Australian, but, of course, uh, are not are missing. But generally it's there, and we uh, and it's just a great family time. And it's family. You know, it's family, and it's, it's just the usual stuff, you know, loving uh, each other. That's sort of carry BJ, I'm going to ask you the curly, unsolicited, politically incorrect question. You and Karen Perfect. both been married uh, before meeting each other. You had two children. Karen had one child. You've now had six children together. Now, yep. my mum and dad um, yeah, split up when they were 10. I still say to this day, best thing they ever did. Um, so I think there's a lot of grace in, in uh, relationships ending, particularly at the right time. But what I want to know is to talk with such grace about your second wife, what lessons did you learn from your first marriage that you've taken into the next chapter of your life, which has been a massive one considering six children together um, with Karen and an undying love for each other? Yeah, well, it's not that I didn't love Vic either at the time, but when I went to America, uh, Vic came over for the first year and then she came back to New Zealand. So I was there by myself, you know, also playing in bands, um, getting through school. And um, it's it's just, I think we probably just grew apart, you know, and sort of when I got back from America, the the bond just wasn't sort of there. It was just, it just was, it just sort of stopped. To this day, Vic is very comfortable with coming to the office and being with Karen and coming around home for dinner. So there's no none of that sort of um, hidden animosity or sort of latent sort of you know uh, hatred or even any angst at all uh, generally. So we're all quite uh, happy that way. It's just that when Karen and I got together, we just sort of it was you just knew this was this, you knew this was permanent. You knew this was going to work. You know, and we were being blessed to have so many absolutely fabulous children who. You know, touch wood have not gone off the rails and don't appear to have, and they they themselves are now having children. We've, we're up to 14 grandchildren and one more to come, 15. Wow. Um, and and so you know, when you look around, you think, man, life couldn't be too much. You know, life couldn't be any better. You know, this is really really good. It's a beautiful. So I don't know what lessons I took. I don't know what lessons I took. I just took the fact that I just expect things to be right. I just expect them. I mean, uh, and they just have. And and I think that's the hard thing about life is you. You go towards your dominant thought. If your dominant thought, this thing's going to work, it will work. If you think it's, oh, I don't know if I can do that, well, you're right too. You know, it's just you go towards your dominant thought. You are very philosophical, BJ, and I've, I've loved that in, in your teachings, all the things that I learned from you. I learned this beautiful art uh, of chiropractic called Gonstead, which uh, it's a fabulous way to adjust people, and I learned that from you. And I recall the very, very first disc injured patient that I had uh, come in and you said, just do it. You know, and I was like, yeah, okay, I will. All right, I did it. It gave me a lot of confidence, and uh, you do inspire a lot of confidence. And then you've taken a big plunge. You've decided to come to Ikaria with us. I mean, a lot of people could just go on a, a little lazy cruise in around the Mediterranean, Mediterranean and maybe, uh, you know, catch a glimpse of what's happening in different cultures. But why did you choose to come to Ikaria, BJ? What, why, why did you well, guys decide well, I, that? Well, I can't claim any credit for that at all. It was Karen who had sort of have, who happened to either stumble across or came across your um, Facebook page with regard to the, um, the the last year's experience, I believe. And, and she said, oh, I really would like to do that. Look at this, you know. And so she was excited about the whole thing initially. And so it wasn't until, you know, that I looked at it and thought, oh, man, that would be pretty good. I mean, it's we were fortunate enough this last year to touch in that area. Uh, very seldom do we go on holiday, to be frank. But we went to Italy for um, close to a month 
last year, and so consequently I fell in love with that area, and you just, you, that region of the world, and you just can always imagine that Greece and that stuff has just got to be how you visualize it in your mind. And so when Karen saw this and saw it was Demo, and, and, um, and so on, we said, she said, why don't we do it? And honestly, it was almost as simple as that. And so I looked at it and read over the things and saw it and saw what it meant that you could be part of that town and you could live with these people and you could experience why they tend to to live as they do. And also, too, the red wine definitely attracted me. There it is. As soon as I read that part, I thought, I don't need to read anything further. It was well, well oh, I must say, BJ, <laughs> that at the, winery, at the winery that we visit where Homer wrote components of his book, The Odyssey, Damo yes, performed some chiropractic adjustments on a couple of the staff there who had never heard of chiropractic, and it was the most profound experience. We were all sitting in this amphitheater watching Damo have a couple of the yeah, staff yeah. lying down on a on a table, and uh, oh, it was just a phenomenal experience. Doing his magic. Demo. Oh, it was incredible. Oh, it was beautiful, PJ. It was, it was a great car. Well, well it experience. is. It is, you see, because uh, without getting too flowery, you know, because you're turning life back on again. You are just yeah. allowing this body to function more in a way it was designed. Can you measure that necessarily? No, you can probably not measure it any more than you can find a piece of electricity. You know, the only way you can see electricity there is if you turn the light on. But in actual mm. fact, life is a bit like that. It courses over the system, and if, you, if a person has an uninterrupted nerve supply, are they going to be better, spiritually, mentally, physically, socially? The answer is absolutely. And that's the beauty of chiropractic. That's the thing that I love. Oh, we cannot, we cannot wait to have these conversations and more with you and Karen over in Ikaria, BJ. And I haven't told you this, but I've booked you in on the drums at the local Panagetti, the big festival oh. over there in Ikaria. You're on the drums, BJ. You'll be performing, and um, the local 7,500 people on the island will be climbing mountains to come and see you in action. We well, might that's even. very sweet. We might even get one R. Uh, Wilkins to come over and you can reunite on the Greek islands. Now, would, would, imagine that, wouldn't it be? And as long as I don't have to bring anything, if it's set up, then I'd only be too pleased to try and fumble my way through something. You know? Oh, and they've also <laughs> got, what have they got, Damo? They've got the goat, they've got the goat, um, not the harmonica, what's the uh, other, They they there's an instrument uh, that they make. accordion, probably. Yeah, the goat accordion. They've got the accordion um, yeah. from yeah. the yeah. goat. So there'll be all types of instruments for you to play with over there. BJ, and uh, we cannot wait to have you and your beautiful wife, Karen, over uh, in Ikaria with us in June next year. So um, thank you so much. You're very, very kind. Listen, I'll leave you with one thought. When you get a chance, go on YouTube, type in a guy called Kieran McMeekin. It's C-I-A-R-A-N, McMeekin, M-C-M-E-E-K-E-N. He's a young New Zealand guy. He's about 24, 25. He's released an album. It is sensational. Just okay. have a flick on it and have a listen to it. You're going to love it. Put a link to that right. in the show notes as well. Uh, thank you so much, uh, BJ, for coming on. And for you, everyone that wants to learn more about Dr. Barry Rushton, go to drbjr.co.nz. One of the most well-explained videos on chiropractic I think I've ever watched. Um, but find well, out more about Barry over at drbjr.co.nz. And we look forward to seeing you in the flesh in Ikaria, June 25 to July 4 oh, next year. Uh, for reservations and to apply for the trip, go to 100notout.com. Very Thanks. kind. Thank you, guys. Really looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. See you, Damo.
Thanks, BJ. Take care, mate. See you, guys. Thanks, you, BJ. Thank you. So to find out more, guys, go to damienchristoff.com. For myself, go to marcuspierce.com.au. And again, for the 100 Not Out longevity experience in Ikaria, to apply, go to 100notout.com. Thanks again for your support. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. We hope you enjoyed this edition of 100 Not Out. Now, if you love this episode and you love longevity, then you are invited to join Damien and I at our 2018 Longevity Experience on the Greek island of Ikaria. This is a nine-night, ten-day, all-inclusive immersion based at Thayer's Inn and Restaurant, TripAdvisor's number one place to be in Ikaria. Together, we'll be living the Icarian lifestyle, eating, moving, dancing, socializing, learning, and a whole lot more. This is a lifestyle that has 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, 20% less heart disease, and the highest count of centenarians per capita in the world. They don't call it the island where people forget to die for nothing. To find out more and to apply, go to www.100notout.com. Applications are processed on a first-in, first-served basis, so even if you aren't 100% sure, your best bet is to fill out the application form. It is completely free to apply and only takes two minutes. We would love to have you there, so head over to 100notout.com for all the info. Until next week, thanks again for your support and may the rest of your life be the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.